Welcome back to the Suresh Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Hargobind with his warrior six came to the rescue of Mother Earth. How they then went to visit the spots in Kartarpur, in now in modern-day Pakistan, associated with Guru Nanak Dev Ji. How they met with Guru Nanak Dev Ji's grandson, Taram Chand, and his great-grandchildren, Meher Chand and Manak Chand. They then later on met with Guru Nanak's son, Baba Siri Chand. At the end of that episode, they reached back in the village of Ramdas, the ancestral village of Baba Buddha Ji, where they were staying with Pai Panna, Baba Buddha Ji's son. Chapter 56 now begins describing how the festival at Diwali was approaching. Guru Hargobind had a desire to go receive the Darshan, the divine site of Amritsar. There were six, like Bidichand, Pai Gurdas, and others around the Guru. They all clasped their hands together and they said to the Guru, O exalted Guru Hargobind, Please listen to what we all desire. We want to receive the darshan of Amritsar Sahib. There's always a mela, a festival happening there for Diwali. It attracts people from all corners of the subcontinent. Diwali is now approaching. That's why we have this desire in our mind. Guru Hargobin heard this and said, that's right. He agreed to this. He commanded the next morning that they would mobilize the army and they would head out. Everybody was in bliss hearing this. So they spent the rest of that day and that night preparing. The next morning they got ready to go. And at that point, Pai Banna said to Guru Hargobind, O oh, listen, exalted master, I also want to go with you. This is the teaching that my father gave me, that I should remain always close by your side. So I never wanted to separate, depart from you. Please give me the permission to travel alongside you. Guru Hargobind comforted him and said, Your father, Baba Buddha Ji, just recently passed. It makes sense that you stay here for some time. And after that, you may come stay with us. Guru Hargobind said this and then mounted up on his horse. They all then traveled down the path to Amritsar. They traveled there just after noon along with the entire army. They had sent some Sikh ahead of them who would then go prepare some great amounts of prashad for everybody. So first when they reached there, Guru Hargobind got there. He sat down, he washed his feet. He then bathed in a well outside of Amritsar before then going into Amritsar Sahib and then bowing down and then bathing in the Sarovar. He stood in front of Akal Takat and did an Ardas, a supplication along with his warrior six. They then went down to the Darshan Diori, the gate in front of the bridge to Harmandar Sahib. They clasped their hands, they bowed down. They then went inside Harmandar Sahib after bowing down at the door. They performed four Parakaramas there before then sitting inside Hanumandar Sahib where their prashad was distributed. Guru Hargobind then came to the Akal Takht. He sat there setting up a large court session at Divan. People of the city were finding out that Guru Hargobind had arrived and they were hearing about it and they quickly came to see the Guru. Bringing with them offerings, just sitting there in the court, staring at the Guru. Being a sacrifice to the Guru, they bowed down to him in great bliss. They were all saying, Oh, Master Guru Hargobin is back, the house of happiness, just like how Ram Chandra came back to Ayodhya after the war. So Guru Hargobin spent the night there in his residence, eating and drinking before then sleeping soundly. And the next morning, they sent a Sikh to go call Pandey Khan from his village. That messenger was sent to bring him to Amritsar for the festival of Diwali. Guru Hargobin also sent a messenger to Govindwal Sahib to bring all the Guru's family from Govindwal Sahib to Amritsar. 
So all the wives and all the kids of the Guru were still stationed at Govindavan Sahib. So these two messengers were sent out in two different locations, taking with them the Guru's message. One of the messengers was telling Mata Dumodri, Guru Hargobind's eldest wife, saying, Mata Dumodri, please bring Baba Sundarji as well and come with the family to Amritsar. Guru Hargobind is calling you all. So just as a side note here, if you remember, Baba Sundarji was the great-grandson of Guru Amardashi. He has a passage uh, in Guru Granth Sahib as well. So the entire family heard this, the entire family who was now uh, residing in Govindaval Sahib. They were so happy to hear this. They all got ready with Baba Sundarji. Some of the family mounted up on horses and they arrived back in Amritsar from Govindaval Sahib. They dismounted there at their residence. And at that point, Sundarji went to go meet with Guru Hargobind. He went and he bowed down to the lotus-like feet of the Guru. Guru Hargobind asked him how he was doing. He sat him close out of respect and spoke sweetly to him. Afterwards, Guru Hargobind went back to his residence and met with the entire family. His eldest, Baba Gurdataji, he bowed down to his father. There was Surajmal, Anirai, the great, Atalrai, they all bowed down. Guru Hargobind was looking at his beloved, dear four sons, and then he looked over at his fifth the young Teg Mahadev, who was still quite young and small. Guru Hargobind picked him up and hugged him. And at that point, Bibi Viro, Guru Hargobind's daughter, saw her father, and she went to hug him. Guru Hargobind was playing with both Teg Bahadur and Bibi Viro there, holding each in each arm. Guru Hargobind delivered his darshan, his divine sight, to his entire family, who was so happy now. And at that point, the congregation started to pour in, bringing with them countless offerings, so Guru Hargobind sat at the Akal Thakat to deliver his darshan to all the Sikh congregations. Bandit Khan arrived on the first day of that festival of Diwali, bringing with him his wife, which he found so peace-giving. They both met with the Guru and they bowed down. Guru Hargobind asked how they were doing and with great respect. The destroyer of pain, Guru Hargobind directed Bandit Khan and his wife to the house of Mata Kaulam, where she stayed in great bliss. They received anything they needed from the Guru's house. From all four directions from the subcontinent, people were coming in for that festival, for that mela. They were bathing in the Srovar of Amritsar, making their life fruitful. They were receiving the darshan, the great divine sight of the great warrior Guru Hargavan. Such a large congregation was forming and there was such congestion everywhere in Amritsar. So people were bringing offerings, piles and piles of jewelry, clothing, weapons, money. Horses too were brought. Everyone was bringing these, desiring the happiness of Guru Hargobind. Guru Hargobind was gr graceful to everybody there, blessing everybody. And the congregation spent some time there in bliss before then Guru Hargobind bid them all farewell. Guru Hargobind spent some days there in happiness with Bandikan living there. And Guru Hargobind asked them, That horse that I sent for you, how is it? Bandikan clasped his hands together and said, those horses and weapons which you deem great, you are so graceful and you give all of these to me. What is that one horse? You have given me so many types of happiness. O gr true great king, a massive war happened with you, greater than your first battle that you partook in. And why didn't you send anybody to call me? I wasn't able to help you out like I did in the first battle. Guru Hargobind heard this and said, Oh, that was just a minor battle. I didn't want to call you for something so small. 15,000 Toruks came and they randomly began this battle. The Sikh saw them and pounced on them like a hungry hawk 
swoops down on a small bird. The warriors perform such a feat, like a tiger seeing a massive elephant and then killing it. The six achieve this victory against many enemies. Only a thousand of those 15,000 were left, but they were left because they went running. Bandicoot heard this and thought in his mind, the Guru is the ultimate powerful warrior. This arrogance in my heart, it's all false. Or perhaps the Guru has understood that I've become arrogant. So Bandicoot was thinking this, regretting his actions, and just kept saying, Blessed Guru Hargobind, you are blessed. O Master of the world, you do as you will. You are the possessor of all miracles and all powers. This is how Bandicoot was speaking with Guru Hargobind, and every now and then they were recalling and bringing up that first battle where they killed so many in warfare. Bandicoot was humbled at this point. Guru Hargobind doesn't allow him, anyone to remain arrogant. When many months like this passed, spending time in Amritsar with great joy and happiness, Bandika had a daughter there. And when Guru Hargobin heard the news, Guru Hargobin comforted Bandika, saying, Bandika, you should take care of your daughter now. We understand her as our very own daughter. Bandika heard this and then took off back to his village and to his house. He was as happy as if he had had a son. When Bandika left, Guru Hargobin saw him leave and just laughed as he was walking out. Jetha was there standing. He, he saw the Guru laugh. And he came in front of the Guru and he asked, Guru Hargobind, Bandekhan, a daughter, he left and you laughed? Why? What's the cause of this? Guru Hargobind heard this. He looked over and said, That daughter, she will be the cause of a great battle. Her birth will cause many Turks to die in battle. Jetha only understood a little bit of this. He was a little bit shocked hearing this in his heart. But this is how Guru Hargobind spent some time here, enjoying great pleasures in Amritsar, liberating countless Sikhs, giving out the true name to the Sikhs who were citing it, destroying their inferior intellect. And one day Mata Dumodri, the eldest wife, came to see Guru Hargobind. Clasping her hands, she said, Please bless your house with a grandson. Please look gracefully upon me. I really want to see a grandson. Please fulfill my desire. Guru Hargobin heard this and was graceful, saying, There will be two grandsons. Understand this. The words from our father, Guru Arjun Devji, are not empty. They will come true. So the reference here is in Rag Asa, an Ang 396 of Guru Granth Sahib. Meaning, the vine shall grow for many generations, joining and seeding within this vine the power, the essence of Tarim, of righteousness. So Guru Hargobind continues, Your son, the exalted Baba Gurditaji, will have two sons. They'll be born sometime from now. Your desires will be fulfilled. You'll be in such happiness looking at your grandsons. So that's how chapter 56 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear more about Guru Hargobind's time in Amritsar and how his family is going to be expanding out. So that's what we're going to explore next episode. But as always, we'd like to thank those who've been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Charan Patreon page. Sure.